It's time for another Encounters with Darkness. That's my dog who just came over here and breathed on the microphone. He's super awesome like that. Sarcasm. I'm sure he's going to make his presence known a few more times because he is very jealous of anything that takes away my attention from him. I know it's really cute, honestly, but it can also be a little annoying at times. Now, <laughs> oh, he's going to lay down and be a good boy. Now, I hope everyone liked last episode. I had Megan who came on the show. She shared a few of her encounters. I cannot wait to have her back on the show because she has so many other stories to tell. So definitely keep listening. That way you can hear more of her encounters. Some of them could could be classified as encounters with darkness. But for the most part, you know, she has a little bit more softer stories than, than I do. Things that really make you think, you know, is there such things as guardian angels? Is there someone watching over you? But as far as my encounters go, I would like to backpedal, if you would allow me to, and talk about episode two. I talked about the kid in red, and I was sharing, you know, my adventures and podcasting with my mom. She's not really sure how to, you know, what, what even is a podcast, as she would probably say. So she's never going to listen and if you are listening, Mom, love you so much. I'm so proud of you for figuring this out. So I was telling her about it. I was trying to spark her memory. I told my mom everything growing up. So I thought maybe she would remember me telling her about this creepy encounter I had. She didn't, but she did remember something else. And it's new information to me, so I would like to share that new information with all of you. Now, my mom was adopted by my grandparents when she was six years old. And before they adopted my mom, they had a, a biological son. And he was killed, tragically, in a car accident. He was about five or six at the, the time of his death. It's not something that my grandparents have ever liked to talk about. So I really don't know a whole lot about my deceased uncle. And my mom, she can remember coming across a few different photos of him. And she would, of course, you know, ask questions. But one photo in particular, especially to the story, is a photo of him in color which was odd at the time. There really wasn't a lot of colored photos out there. And in this photo, he was wearing an all red outfit. So that just kind of blew my mom's mind that I had seen a child at a similar age and wearing a similar outfit as the one that she can remember seeing. Now, she's going to try to find that photo so we can determine if it was a red sweat outfit that he was wearing. Uh, she can't really recall exactly what it is. She just remembers that it was co a completely red outfit. 
So I, I will fill you all in more on that as I come into the information. But there is another encounter I would like to talk about. Maybe one that's not as sad as that one. Um, I was about 14, 15 at the time. And I had a best friend. Uh, unfortunately, we're no longer friends to this day. People grow up and grow apart. It happens. But we were, we were best friends for a long time. And we were so close, in fact, that we found out her grandmother, who had custody of her um, back in middle school, um, was dying of cancer. And her days were dramatically numbered. So my mom was going to adopt her. That way she had a familiar place to call home after losing her grandmother, which I'd like to share that her grandmother is, to my knowledge, still alive today. That woman is a machine. Like, she is definitely an inspiration. She's still battling cancer. As far as I know, I talked to her about maybe seven, eight months ago. And so that was pretty cool that, you know, I can still reconnect with, with her. She's an amazing woman. But we, you know, we were expecting the worst as the doctors were telling us to expect them. So my best friend at the time was at my house a lot. I mean, so much that we already had her own bedroom set up. That's how, you know, real all of this was. So we got dropped off by the school bus and we're walking up to the house noticed, you know, there's no cars in the driveway. So that meant we had the house completely to ourselves. We were always excited about that. And that meant, you know, my mom was probably down the road a couple miles over at my grandmother's house. And my stepdad at the time was still at work. So super pumped. We we're going to eat all the pizza rolls, eat all the snack cakes. You know how teenagers are. But we went to the back door, and I, I do have to stop here, because this, this is one of my pet peeves about living in Indiana, <laughs> and that is, for whatever reason, families who have a front door and a back door, we always tend to primarily use the back door. I, I have no idea why. I, maybe it's in the contract when you buy the house. I don't know, but everyone does it. We also have driveways, but we prefer to park on the road. I don't because I'm a decent person, <laughs> but we have a lot of other people out there who are not as awesome as I am, and they will just take up the entire road. Okay, this is not ranting with Ashley. This is Encounters with Darkness, so I'll get back on track here. So we walked around to the, you know, back door, and I tried my key nothing like the key would go in but it wouldn't turn so she tried her house key same thing the key would go in but it wouldn't turn so I thought ah that's so weird let's try the front door so we walked around to the front same thing like the key would go in it just would not turn for whatever reason we could not unlock the doors now being a family who lives in 
lived in the country, sometimes we kept some windows unlocked because we're forgetful people, I guess. I don't know, but we'd keep windows unlocked. So we walked around to the back of the house and tried the kitchen window, which would have been the easiest window to climb into. And we were good people that day and locked that window. So there was no getting in that window. So I thought, well, our only option is to crawl through my bedroom window, which is by the front porch. I hated doing this because there was always a wasp nest that sat right on the front porch, right by my window. And those are literally my biggest fears. I hate wasps. I just, bees, I can stand. Wasps, no thank you. Mm-mm. They look like little tiny demons with wings and they're mean and aggressive and they will sting you for no reason. I hate them. So I was not excited about having to try to climb through my bedroom window and possibly being stung to death by angry wasps. But it never got to that part because as we're walking back to the front of the house, evidently we both looked up towards the front window. And in the front window was a distorted, uh, looked like it was floating, like it wasn't really attached to anything else, but it was definitely a face. And I didn't say anything to my friend. She didn't say anything to me, but I know we both saw it because at the exact same time, we screamed bloody murder and started running down the road. We were both running towards my grandmother's house, who, like I said, was just a couple miles down the road, but we were running nonetheless, just completely traumatized. Now, once we finally calmed down and, you know, we had a little bit of a walk ahead of us, we started to share details. She would say a little bit about what she saw. I would say a little bit about what I saw. And we were trying to determine if we did indeed see the exact same thing. And we did. Floating, distorted face staring at us. Now, I was trying to rationalize what was going on. We both definitely saw a floating face in the window. And I'm trying to figure out why, you know, what, what would have been the meaning behind that? One, our keys did not work to unlock the doors, either doors. And then when we got to the last attempt of trying to climb through my bedroom window, we saw that face. It was almost like it was completely stopping us from going in the house. So something was trying to keep us out of the house. Now, when we finally got to my grandmother's house, of course we shared with everyone what we saw, and you'll start seeing a pattern repeating here on my podcast where no one believed us. Apparently my mom had wrote a note asking us to do the dishes and the laundry. So in her mind, we were just trying to get out of doing anything. She wanted by the time she got back home to have a clean kitchen so she could start dinner. And here we are just messing up her plans. So she was pretty annoyed with us and just, just did not believe us at all. 
Now the very next day, we're back at school and we find out that there was a guy who had escaped the local jail and was still on the loose. So me and my friend, we were talking about it during lunch and we came up with a conclusion that we had a guardian angel slash demon maybe because it was a scary distorted face that we saw but we had something that was trying to protect us the guy who had escaped jail was in our area and maybe he was on my property we had about four or five acres of land a giant barn I mean we had plenty of places that someone could have been hiding out and one of the many chores, you know, we had was feeding the horses, feeding the dogs. You know, we would have had to have been in the barn at some point in that evening. But because of us seeing that distorted face in the window, we definitely ran back to, or well, ran to my grandmother's house. So we didn't get to do any of our normal daily routine things. So that, that itself just blew our mind. You know, what if it was something that was trying to protect us? You know, what if it was, what if it was nothing? But there's never anything that is propped up against the front window. There was really no room for there to be anything right there. So I have no idea what it was. We definitely saw something. I have no idea what that something was. Do I want to say it was Definitely 100% supernatural at the time. Yes, that is that is what I would have said it was. Now, looking back on it years later, I'm not sure. I can't say, you know, that was definitely a ghost or a demon or an angel or anything of that nature. I just know that my key never had an issue again. I was always able to use the same key that I tried to use that day. And never had any more problems not being able to get it to unlock my back door or my front door. So, I don't know. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. You know, get with me. Let me know. I've told you a couple episodes back different ways that you can get a hold of me. Although, I may have told you the wrong email address. <laughs> I know that... I know that was probably a possibility. I even said it at the time, but definitely for sure. My email address is stories told by Ashley at outlook.com. So please let me know, share any of your similar encounters you've had with either me or Megan. Let us know we're not alone in this and stay creepy. Bye. Bye.